0: Thank you for listening to the Spectrum Lounge. If you enjoy this podcast, please support us at patreon.com backslash film underscore NYC and be sure to subscribe to the Spectrum Lounge. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Welcome to the Spectrum Lounge podcast, where we discuss creatives of color disrupting the game in TV, film, and pop culture. I am your host, Rebecca Theodore Vachon, And on this episode, I'm joined by Robert Young as we review episode four of the Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. Hey, Robert.
1: Hey, Rebecca. How you doing?
0: I'm good. So, <laughs> episode four. What? How many episodes are in? Uh, it's six episodes, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, we're like... Two thirds of the way through.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first, I think they dropped the first two episodes. That's right. And then, and then it's been weekly. Okay. So that's that's why it feels like it's been going so quickly. Okay. (laughs) Um. So yeah. There's um. What's interesting about this episode, episode four, not only was there drama in the show, but if you've been following the news, uh, the drama has extended outside of the show. Concerning a certain actress and her character and Instagram. <laughs> so we'll have to talk about that after we, you know, talk about this episode. But, um, okay. first off, what, what did you think of episode four?
1: This was, uh, this is like a really good character building episode for like a lot of different characters. Right. Um, we got to really see, um, Eleanor kind of show herself more, especially to Clint, mm-hmm. um, we got a little bit of. I feel like we got a little bit more information on uh, Eleanor and Jack's relationship. Yeah, I kind of didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we got the surprise at the end, of course. Um, can't and wait then to talk about the, that. yeah, and then we we got a lot more relationship building between Kate and Clint. I
0: think like, so that too. was
1: really good. I was not expecting
0: yeah yeah so when we ended what the way we ended episode three um kate and clint had gone to eleanor's apartment kate's mother's apartment because they wanted to find out some more information about one of maya's core cohorts cohorts or partners right but the tracksuit mafia what was his name Zachy. i forgot what his name was um and so when they looked up his name that's when they found out that he works for sloan industries which we spoke about in last week's episode. Sloan Industries is actually, well, at least in the comics, it was a shadow. It was sort of like a company that was owned by Wilson Fisk. Um, mm-hmm. But when we watch this episode, we're finding out that it is actually Joe. It is actually owned by the man that Kate's mother plans to marry, right, uh, Jack right. Duquesne. Um, so I was like, hmm, okay. I was like, I get it. You got you guys can't say Wilson Fisk, <laughs> right? So they're saying that Jack is running it. And I, I just had a question for you because, like, you were saying. I mean, we got to see more of Eleanor and Jack, right? She seems to really like him or be in love with him or whatever. Um, yeah. But, but do you still feel that? I mean, my, I. I mean, our theory is that Eleanor is going to end up. Being the big bad, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, or at least, yeah, uh,
1: right under the big bad, you know.
0: Uh, right, right. So then the question is, um, you know, are they still using Jack as a red herring, where you know everything is pointing towards him? Is is this how the writers are building? our suspicion of Jack so then they can pull the switcheroo on us when they reveal that Eleanor is the villain or are we totally wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I still think Yeah, he's a I big feel guy.
1: like they have to be. Yeah, I feel like they have to be. I, I, don't, I haven't figured out what I think about Jack yet. Like, right? I don't feel like he doesn't feel like a villain to me. He definitely feels like a, a diversion. Yes. Um, but almost like I kind of feel like he's being used. But okay. I can't quite tell.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because the thing with me is that, I mean, okay, Kate found out using Bishop Securities, you know, uh, Duquesne, Jack Duquesne's uh, um, connection to slow. But then I'm thinking to myself, while I'm sitting here, while they're all lovey-dovey, they're being lovey-dovey in front of Kate, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, Eleanor is too smart of a woman. I would assume, I'm just thinking like just us basic, just like our us mere mortal women, When we meet a guy, you do a Google search, right? You're like, okay, I want to make sure he doesn't have any arrest records. He's not wanted by the police. He's who he says he is, right? Like we're trying to confirm the identity. So I'm just thinking, this is a wealthy woman, or very well-to-do. She's rich at the very least. This rich Mm -hmm. woman who is the CEO of a security intelligence company. You want to tell me you didn't you didn't run any traces or any or any like kind of background check on him like if Kate <laughs> if Kate found that in like two seconds I'm just thinking to myself did Eleanor not well I mean, this? Man? And she
1: found it by searching through her sis, her mom's company systems so Thank she has you. to know right so yeah so mm-hmm. I guess the question is either he's in on it with her mm-hmm. or you know his name was put in there and he doesn't even know his name is been put in there as the ceo of that company and he's right. being used mm-hmm. and those those are like the two main things i could think of but the thing that threw me off yes. was that scene where they were dancing because she looks like she really loves him
0: right right so that
1: kind of threw me off i was i was not expecting that like she really looks like she likes this dude so and she and definitely it, has kate believing it
0: yeah i mean two things could be true she could be in a lover That's true. She's, al- she's also a damn villain <laughs>
1: That's true. That's
0: true. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about uh uh Wilson Fisk from Daredevil, right? Oh. Like, we had like this story arc of him being very villainous, but there was also this very sweet love story. Um, I forget what the, the character's Vanessa. name is. Vanessa, but we saw him fall in and it was a very compelling love story. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, even villains need love. <laughs> That's don't,
2: true.
0: You know what I mean? So yeah, like I was just really observing, like I noticed this episode, she wasn't wearing red. It was more like a, Mm -hmm. like a muted, like very neutral colors. Like it was like a caramel silk blouse and like brown slacks. So I was just kind of observing her and, you know, she was doing, you know, her mama bear, you know, telling Clint, listen, my daughter, you know, she's not an Avenger and, you know, I don't, you know, I really don't want her working with you on this case and all of that. And I was like, okay, those things could be true. But uh-huh. also, like, I'm so suspicious of her. I really gotta get over this. Like, yeah, because I- that <laughs> was like
1: a big change-up when she walked him to the elevator and
0: yeah. then she
1: kind of like went into that full mama bear mode, which mm-hmm. like you said, you can understand, but it was starting to sound kind of sinister. Even, even uh, Clint was kind of like, you could see, giving a little side-eye, like, okay, this is like a little much. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, like, Yeah, I just feel like I'm just watching Jack and he just does not feel like a villain to me. Like too much is pointing towards him and I just feel like the reveal is going to be really wicked like it's gonna be like he doesn't seem like a killer to me i mean unless he's like the best actor in the world but like the vibes that i'm getting from him i'm not getting villain i'm not getting whatever but yeah i mean because then i think back to episode three like towards the ending when kate found that information about sloan industries and jack duquesne do you remember all of a sudden the computer just shut down remember Mm -hmm. she, she was locked out which means that somebody was surveilling her or maybe there were right you know what i mean maybe certain keywords that would alert them that somebody's in the system so i just find that interesting and again that was eleanor's laptop right so i was just yeah. like, like hmm. and her and her
1: mom brought that up in the beginning of the episode she's like so my mm-hmm. daughter was searching through my computer <laughs> you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. yeah so she 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 knew it um yeah yeah so yeah it must be like certain keywords that kicked that off
0: yeah, so that sounds that like, kind, yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say that kind of ties into, I forget how much later in the show, when she uh-huh. makes the phone call to the person we don't know who's on the other end.
0: Uh, Yes, we don't know. We do mm-hmm. not know, which is why I think she's the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, uh, you know, Clint leaves Kate with her parents, uh, with her mom and with Jack. And they are kind of convincing her to, you know, attend this holiday party and Kate was like, eh. And then, you know, I guess it was something that Eleanor said about, you know, not spending the, you know, you should spend the holidays with people, you know, who care about you or love you. And then I guess Kate was, you know, thinking about Clint, the fact that he can't go back to his family until he figures, um, you know this mystery out with the tracksuit mafia he knows that his his family is a target and so she decides to go to the apartment and brings a christmas tree, pizza, and some <laughs> other stuff which i thought was really sweet and like you said like they have this really you know cool bonding well before that but well i think either before that or during the conversation with kate um it is you know he does reveal to well kate figures it out um Kate figures out that Clint is Ronan. And I was like, that's some good detective work, girl. And, (laughs) um, you know, oh, but before that, um, Clint had a, has a, I think the scene after that, uh, Clint has, so he's having this conversation with Kate. He, she asked him if he's Ronan. He says yes. And he kind of says, you know, he was in a bad place, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, hopefully you guys can, hold him a little bit more accountable than that. It wasn't like he just had a bad day, you know what I mean? But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but the thing that I liked about the scene is that it just really showed that Kate has an immense sense of empathy um, and she understands Clint, you know what I mean? So even when he admits that he is Ronan, she doesn't turn him away. She doesn't reject him. She's just like, I can understand that. Like, yeah, your family was snapped and, you know, you went a little crazy and blah, blah, blah. so yeah. Can we
1: dive uh, uh, dive a yeah. little bit into that scene? Yes. So yes. so like the first thing when I when I was talking about when we first you know, uh when the when we first started the podcast, like mm-hmm. that whole Christmas decorating montage with the two of them.
2: Yes.
1: That was like really good for like character building and him teaching her like the coin flip to turn off the TV set.
2: Yeah. And,
1: uh, yes. and all that stuff. So you could see their bond like building really quickly. And mm-hmm. then we got to that point where they're watching the movies and mm-hmm. he kind of le- like lets it s- slip. Uh, he tells her the story about when he first met Nat
2: mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm.
1: and he was sent to assassinate her. Mm. Yeah. Cause she was like, what's the best shot you ever took? And he was like, wow. it's the one I, I didn't take.
0: That's my And then that's
1: yeah. And he was trying to like, like, say you know let's move on to something else but she kept on kind of like asking him to the, the to say what he meant by that and then he told her the story about being sent to kill nat and then feeling like nat was trying to get away and him not taking the shot so that was like another really good character building
0: yeah i part. actually didn't know that i mean because i knew Clinton. And- I mean, clearly we know that Clint and Natasha were good friends. I didn't know that he was dispatched to kill her originally. I was just like, oh. I or, think
1: I knew that, but I don't, I'm don't. i not sure where I remember knowing was that. that. From
0: a, was that from Avengers, from the first Avengers movie? I or think it came
1: Over? up some other time in one okay. of the other movies somewhere, but I don't remember mm-hmm. where. That's
0: but really then mm-hmm.
1: the other thing from their conversation I wrote down is, I wrote down the actual dialogue. Kate said, you were a hero. And Clint said, I was a weapon. mm that and was me, that go ahead yeah. no go ahead you go um
0: no i was just like wow that was that conversation was deep um that was really deep yeah like just because of the fact that and again this goes back to what i've been saying about these face Four mcu series right mm-hmm. going from wandavision to captain you know uh falcon and the winter soldier loki is this deeper ima- like Cause you think about Endgame, right? And it's like there was it was this glorious war, right, for the mm-hmm. for the survival of the galaxy. And they vanquished, right? They defeated the biggest of the big bads, right? Which mm-hmm. was Thanos. And so you just kind of feel like, oh yeah, happily ever after. And it's it's been really interesting to see them deep dive, either taking a step back or kind of pushing forward as to how Either their time as an Avenger or even being involved in Infinity War and Endgame has impacted them, right? And so, um, with Clint, I think he's he's really taking stock of what his role was, right? Like mm-hmm. as an as an agent of Shield, and you know, just this questioning of like, did I did I do the right thing? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and
1: he has some survivor's yeah. guilt. A lot of survivors su- survivors guilt too. A
0: lot, especially a lot.
1: concerning that.
0: Yeah, you know what but I mean. But the, and, the mm-hmm. thing
1: about Clint that I really, I really relate to this because it's kind of like the way I feel when people are like, "Thank me for my service." Yeah, like I have this really. It's hard to explain how I feel. Like there's certain things that I'm really proud of I did in the military, and there's mm-hmm. certain things that. I'm not very proud of. And I don't really like talking about war at all. Mm. And I can really relate to Clint on that part. Like people think like, you know, he won because they got rid of Thanos, but you don't really win in war. You know, he happened to come home and now he has to deal with all the trauma from what he
0: experienced. Yeah. And I mean, I know there are some people who kind of feel like, oh, why do they keep you know, why does this sh- why does this keep looping back to Natasha and Black Widow? Like, why do we keep talking about her? And I'm like, well, there's a couple of reasons. One, <laughs> if you see the-, the guest appearance at the end, that explains <laughs> it. But I also feel like I think it's the right thing to do because, like, I'll be honest with you, um, with Endgame, we saw how Natasha died. Um, she sacrificed her life. Um, but I didn't feel, like, there was a scene where we saw the the men's, right, that were, you mm-hmm. know, when they were by the, the lake and they were just kind of like, oh, you know, Natasha. But I didn't feel, but, like, Tony Stark got the biggest of send-offs, right? You know what I mean? Because right. he sacrificed him, too. But we didn't get, we didn't get a funeral for Natasha. I mean, clearly, for obvious reasons, like, her body was still in Vormir or whatever. But, like, there really wasn't, like, a memorial service. It was yeah. more like the guys were grieving and. She was kind of frigid in some ways, and to kind of motivate these men to kind of, you know what I mean. And so I feel mm-hmm. like I don't really feel like Natasha, as far as her character. I mean, come on, she was there since Iron Man two. Like yeah. she's, she's one of the OGs, From pretty so, much
1: the beginning.
0: Yeah, so I kind of felt like, all right, well, if Tony could get like a funeral service, get like this beautiful montage, and and I don't have any issue with that because he clearly deserved that. I mean, Tony Stark is the one who is the foundation of the MCU. So he deserved that. But I also feel like Natasha's character deserved that too. You know what I mean? So I feel like Hawkeye is like this perfect scenario where, because the last person who ever saw her alive was her best friend. And so Mm -hmm. I, you know, I would make sense that, you know, like, like you said, he has survivor's guilt Um, and, and just, there's an absence, right? Because now the Avengers are kind of disbanded. We Everybody's just, you know, because we know in phase four, they're going to create this new Avengers team. But yeah, we didn't get to see like a collective mourning for Natasha and Black Widow. She's she's in that Rogers, the musical. She's sort of like a pop culture reference now, right?
1: Yeah, um, and, but but in this episode, we, mm-hmm. we, we had, you know, uh, when Kate and Clint go to bed, yeah. Has the flashbacks to yeah. letting her hand go on Vormir and then Oof. his family disappearing in Endgame and mm-hmm. then some of the stuff he was doing in Ronin. So they're right. definitely emphasizing this.
0: Yeah. And the thing that occurred to me, I mean, we talked about this last week about how, you know, there's sometimes it, it does feel like some of the fans there's definitely a bias in who the sympathy goes to, right? Or the empathy Mm. goes to. And so, you know, like, what they're doing with Clint, like, kind of setting it up as to why he has survivor's guilt and, you know, his feelings. Like, those are valid. Um, And I I think it wouldn't be... I I think if you tried to erase that, it wouldn't be true to who he was as a character. But, like, for me, like, like I'm just thinking of, like, Clint and Maya, right? Like, because Maya Lopez is clearly out for revenge because she saw Ronan murder her father. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, it's just, it's just interesting to me, like who, who has the stronger case, right? Like, like Clint is like, well, this is what happened to me. My family just disappeared in a blip and, you know, I went on a, a murder death kill spree. Right. And then I lost my best friend and blah, blah, blah. And Maya, I feel like, her feel, her, like her her feelings for getting revenge are equally valid, right? Yeah, um, I cause agree. Because I, I remember there, there. What's that scene from The Dark Knight? Uh, it's the end when Batman finally catches the Joker, Joker or whatever, and he says something about a, uh, unstoppable force meeting an unmovable object, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what Clint and Maya are.
1: Right? Yeah, it feels yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, because they're both like. Because the thing is, Clint is sort of like, you know, just jumping ahead. He's sort of like, you know, I don't, I, I just, one of the reasons why he was trying to track down that guy is because he wanted him to send a message to Maya as in, you know, stop trying to find revenge against me or whatever, because you're going to end up killed. And I'm like, mm, well, what you trying to say? You're going to kill her? Like, is that, you know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> that's what it's going to have to come down to, right? But I right. just, I, I kind of feel like, there needs to be, at some point, like, for me, Clint is kind of missing the point of, like, you have to acknowledge the fact that what you did was fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, like you have to acknowledge Maya's pain on some level, as in she walked in on you putting a sword through her father's heart. Like, yeah, you know, like, I've like that's the one thing that's missing. Like, he's having all these flashbacks, and when he, you know, he was Ronan or whatever. Was, was there a flashback of him stabbing maya's father i'm just i'm just curious i don't
1: think it was specifically Maya's father but i'd have mm-hmm. to watch again it, it was okay. definitely him killing some somebody
0: okay all right yeah because that that's the one thing because I, I there was someone who responded to us in on twitter about our recap of episode three and they were like you know the one thing that i hope that they don't do on hawkeye is that they you know like when we saw that scene of ronan killing uh you know, Maya's father, I hope they're not going to try to retcon and be like, oh, it was Ronan, but it wasn't Clint. Like, mm-hmm. that, that would just cheapen the show, and I would be really upset if they did that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's why I was asking if, like, in when he was having the flashbacks of all the people that he murdered, which were people of color, um, mm-hmm. that I, I don't recall that Maya's thing. So are they trying to tell us something? Like, he doesn't have that memory because he didn't do it? I don't know. Cause he hasn't like throughout that whole thing with episode three and with episode four, Clint hasn't actually acknowledged that he murdered Maya's father.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I could be wrong.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, the scenes with Kate and, and Clint were really sweet and they were touching and something else that was really interesting was the next morning when he calls his wife, um, and, you know, remember they're looking for this Rolex, right? Because remember they, they, from episode one, they had a auction because they had actually gotten things from the, the Avengers compound from the, you know, Endgame final battle. And so there was a, a Rolex watch. And the reason why they're looking for this Rolex watch is because it would, it would reveal the identity of who that Rolex watch, um, belonged to because clearly whoever it was, uh, you know, when they were working with the Avengers, they had a secret identity. So I'm trying to think, like, I was like, who would that be? Because I'm like, pretty much everybody on the Avengers, they're, the only person who wears a mask, if, I, if I'm if i thinking correctly, is Spider-Man, right? Like, Peter Parker. But everybody, like, as far as, like, the Avengers, like, Tony, Captain America, uh, Rhodey, like, everybody knows who their civilian identity is. So I'm just thinking yeah. to myself, so who has a hidden identity? Like who yeah, could that's... this Rolex watch belong to?
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not sure.
0: I'm just sitting there, like I don't know. I did read some theories, and I'm gonna throw this at you. Um, just with that interaction with uh, Natasha, uh, I'm sorry, with Clint and his wife, there, like she seems to know what he's up to. Like she, she's not like the clueless wife. Oh, she absolutely know. knows. She absolutely knows. And he asks he, he her first to get some intel for him, some, some um, information. And then there's one point during the conversation when they didn't want the kids to hear, she starts <laughs> speaking another language. Was that Russian? Yeah. I don't know what that I think,
1: was. I think it was German she was speaking.
0: Oh, German or Russian. Okay. I, I'd have
1: to listen again. But...
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Laura, that's his wife's name, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I love Linda Card- 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 <laughs> Um, So the theory, I read an article that the theory is the reason why they're pressed to find this Rolex watch is because the watch, this is the theory. You tell me what you think. The theory is that this Rolex watch in question belongs to Laura because Laura is Ashley Mockingbird. Really? That's the theory. That's what I've been reading. I don't wow. know. You know more than I do cuz I remember Mockingbird was featured in Ages of Shield and yeah. there was a what was it Adrian Paddle Adrian
1: Palaki? Yeah. Palaki
0: who played it. So I was just or I don't know have have there been different women who've had the the moniker Mockingbird or I don't know. Like you tell me.
1: Um I only know Bobby Morse.
0: Okay. Um
1: who's the main Mockingbird but that doesn't mean there wasn't another Mockingbird at some point
0: interesting yeah so they they, i think they're saying like this is why clint is so invested in finding this this watch is because he's trying to protect his wife's identity that would
1: be interesting if she turned out to be the mcu mockingbird
0: i mean i'll tell you what like i'm just thinking about clint and i'm just thinking if i'm somebody who's in this really high-pressure job and i have to be away because the thing about her is that she is this must I, i mean Unless this woman is just like the most Zen person that I know. She is the most patient
2: of wives. For real. (laughs)
0: Because your husband is literally gone during the holidays and she is not pressed. She's not working. And the only thing that I could think of is because she used to be in the life herself. Yeah. That could be my. Because I feel like a civilian wife, no matter how patient or how much you understand like yes he's an avenger he's a superhero whatever at some point you're gonna be like all right sir when you gonna get your ass back home <laughs>
2: yeah
0: like that has not happened four episodes in and she's still sweet as pie and actually helping him so i don't know i feel like there might be some merit to this theory
1: that would be kind of cool that would be kind of cool
0: yeah that would be like <laughs> i'm I'm trying not to wouldn't it be crazy i'm gonna just throw this out there wouldn't it be crazy? In the last episode, we saw her suited up.
1: That would be really crazy. Like
0: she's like, "You kids, I gotta go help your dad." And then we see this, <laughs> and then it's her just like whipping ass. Like I'd be like, "Okay, I, I that would I could... be
1: kind of wild." That talk about mm-hmm. one of those secrets that are unexpected that Marvel drops on you. That would totally bl- blow my mind.
0: Yeah, because in the in the in the comic book, uh, Clint and Mockingbird were a couple, correct?
1: Yeah, they were a couple. Yep.
0: All right. So we might be on to some. All right. So we we'll, we we'll, we we'll, we we'll, got some we got some theories here so we'll also shelve that. So we've got uh Eleanor Bishop uh possibly being the Rose or some sort of villain and now we're kind of theorizing if uh Clint's wife if Laura is indeed mockingbird or some sort of former shield agent or agent of shield or whatever the good but, uh, thing is <laughs> there's
1: only two episodes left so we're gonna find out pretty quick
0: <laughs> oh my God. all right so listen so let's fast forward so we know that uh you know they end up getting the information as to where this rolex is uh basically clint sends uh kate back to those larpers in central park um and she asks them cuz one of the people who's a LARPer is a is is a NYPD officer um and so she i I thought that was kind of interesting she was just like sure i'll I'll get the watch i'll get you know get in the evidence room but you got to do something for us or whatever so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they do end up getting the watch um and you know we'll we'll get to the let, let's fast forward to the last thing so now Clint and Kate are on the top of the roof they've uh pinpointed the apartment. They have an address as to where this watch is, right? Um, mm. And then <laughs> the scene was so funny because Clint is trying to tell Kate, like, this is how you're going to do it, okay? You got you to gotta have your exit, your exit strategy, and your entrance strategy. And he's busy talking, giving her the thing, and then he looks to his left, and she's gone. She's already crossing the street. And just <laughs> she's like, I've got my own idea. So then she sees this old man going into the apartment, so she just offers to help him with his groceries. And she gets a way in so, <laughs> She definitely has a mind of her own. I, yeah, the good I old that.
1: tailgate tailgate to get inside.
0: Yes, the tailgate to get inside. So, you know, she does that. And then she ends up in the apartment. And when she first goes in the apartment, we see, like, these lights kind of flashing. Um, and Kate uses some of the trick arrows, right? It's some sort of putty to kind of cover up these flashes yep. of light. Um, and then she does find the watch. And along with the watch, she finds a notebook. It's this little notebook that has notes on Clint's family. The wife, the kids, their ages. And then that's when Clint puts two and two together and is like, oh, my God, you're in Maya's apartment.
1: Yeah. And then then when she Mm -hmm. tries to call back to him, he's already fighting.
0: Yes. Because she's like. On the rooftop. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's like. I'm fight he was like he was like uh, she was like yeah Maya's here he was like well no Maya's here on the roof because he's fighting some masked person clearly it's a woman but you right. know he's just thinking that's Maya but she was like no I'm fighting Maya right now and this scene was just crazy because it was just was it a three-way fight? It felt like it, right? Cause it was like okay, so there, Maya weren't they cutting yeah.
1: back and forth between yes, the two fights? <laughs> they were. Yeah, so
0: Clint is fighting with this unknown assailant on the roof. Kate is fighting Maya. Kate, (laughs) Clint uses one of his arrows and propels a rope. So he was like, you can just slide down and just kind of rappel from the apartment building to the rooftop. And then you see her starting to slide down and she stops. (laughs) I can't stop laughing because I'm like, that could happen, right?
1: Yeah, especially since it looked like it was like, there was no like incline or decline no it was just like straight across so once she lost her momentum she was just kind of stuck there
0: (laughs) she's just god bless her and so yeah so accident so i think when when clint is fighting with this assailant they knock the rope and then that gives her the extra you know the extra lift to propel to the roof so now it's clint and kate fighting this mass assailant and then maya comes in so now it's all four of them fighting each other and i was just like omg now i'll be honest i think i knew i already knew who the person was
1: um oh yeah i knew immediately yeah. who it was because well in my head i was like there's not a lot of episodes left so yeah
0: like just the, the <laughs> just the fighting moves i'm like oh we know who that is that's mm-hmm. a black widow move and then especially when she used the what do you call that the one the thing oh that the she widow's bite. The- the widow's bite. And I was like, oh, yeah. once she shot? And I was like, oh, we already know who that is. And uh, yeah, and so it becomes this crazy fight. And then <laughs> um, Maya at some point decides, you know what? This is too much for me. No, but before that, during the fight, there's a scene where uh, that the master assailant kicks, kicks Kate off of the roof. So it looks like she goes over the roof. We think that she's fallen. And then when Clint looks down... Uh, Kate is holding on to something, and then he was like, "Take my hand." And then it's almost like a, it's almost like an exact mm-hmm. shot for shot with him and Natasha on Vormir. Yep. And I was like, "That has got to be triggering as fuck for him right now." Um, so I thought it was brilliant that they did that, right? Yeah. So now, I
1: mean, that's why he let her go because he saw like those lines across. So he's like, "I'm just," he's like, yeah. "Let her go to get her away from here."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because w- w- in End Game. He was holding on to Natasha. He didn't let her hand go. She forced his, She forced him. She kind of mm-hmm. gave herself, kind of pushed herself against the cliff and then pulled her hand. Right. So And so I think in this one, he was just like, I am not, I, I don't want to let her go. But I think in this circumstance, he had to let her go because he knows he's dealing with a Black Widow assassin. You know what yeah, I mean?
1: He, he, yeah, he let her go because he didn't want her to get, mm-hmm. you know, hurt like natasha so he wanted her to be away from there and he saw that she was gonna land safely so she was he was just like letting her go to just like go go get away from here Mm
0: -hmm. and then i think around that time is that before uh did uh the assailant get unmasked before after that i'm trying to remember
1: i think it was
0: after that after that but she was unmasked Mm-hmm. And it 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 was it is revealed that it is Yelena that we were introduced to Yelena, which was Natasha's sort of adopted sister from Black Widow. And if you watch the end of Black Widow, there is a post credit scene where Yelena is visiting <clears throat> uh, Natasha's uh, grave, and then uh, Val gives her <laughs> gives her this um, file and is like, "I found the person who killed your sister," and it had. Clint's face in it. It was a picture of Clint of Hawkeye. Right. <clears throat> so we kind of knew. So just let's just put a pin in this for a minute, because I want to talk about <clears throat> this controversy. And I say this in air quotes. <laughs> that the actress who plays Yelena, Florence Pugh, had posted, I think it was Wednesday morning, because all the the new episodes of Hawkeye post on Wednesday at 3 a.m. Eastern time, right? So midnight on the West what? Coast, 3 a.m. Pacific. here. Mm-hmm. So she had posted, you know, some pictures. She was like, hey, catch me in this week's episode of Hawkeye. And then it seems like some bratty ass fans were complaining. And I guess they must have reported her. And so um, Instagram deleted her post and then blocked her from posting anything related to the show on her own freaking Instagram.
1: That is so wild.
0: And I'm hearing these crybaby fans, they're like, oh, she was spoiled, she spoiled it for us. it was a spoiler. And I'm like, all right, so let, let's talk about this. I'll, I'll give my thoughts and you tell me what you think. Number one, the question is, do you MCU, right? <laughs> if you were a true MCU fans, you would have been knew that she was going to be on that damn show, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I what I did is I did a Google search. I was like, okay, when did they announce that? Florence Pugh was going to be on Hawkeye December, December 3rd, 2020, Robert, almost a year to the day, actually more than a year to the day, so this wasn't new, (laughs) if you saw the post credit, and if uh, you know, and then combined with the casting news from a year ago, not to mention if you go to IMDB, and you look at the cast, Florence Pugh is listed for like, what, three or four episodes? This was, this was no secret! (laughs) <laughs> this this isn't like the reveal of like I don't know what's a reveal what's a secret reveal of MCU I don't know like there was no secret there like I'm not like really the, under- like
1: Spider Man and Civil War
0: yes all right that would there have you- been a yeah you know what I mean so I was just sort of like yeah uh, okay so that's the same thing it's like that people would have gotten upset like when they had already announced that Tom Holland was gonna play Spider Man and Civil War you you, you would have been like we already knew she was gonna be on the show and I was waiting for when her episode was going to show up. It was just a matter of when. So I just think that it's disingenuous for these fans to act like she spoiled their fun. Because again, if you are a genuine fan of the MCU, you knew she was coming.
1: Yeah, and what's really wild, uh, like for people who aren't really into the MCU, they're not going to mm-hmm. be looking at her IG page anyway. So they're not going to see it, you know? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was definitely people that, watch the MCU or at least Mm -hmm. watch for MCU news. And they had to already know. Mm -hmm. They had to already know.
0: Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, I think she had mentioned something about it on her IG, even before the episode, like something about, Oh, you know, she's going to shoot Hawkeye or whatever. Like, again, this was not a surprise. This was no secret guys. Okay. (laughs) Like, Oh, I'll give you a perfect example of a secret. Oh shoot. I'm trying not to spoil it for you. Did you see Eternals?
1: I did not. No, okay. I didn't.
0: All right. There's there's, <laughs> yeah. a, there's there's a surprise casting in the post credit. We did not know that this person was going to be in the movie. Now oh, that wow. now that is different because no, there was no casting announcement of this person whatsoever. This person literally shows up in the post credit. And, oh,
1: that is a big yeah, yeah. Like
0: that, like that's different to me. Like if if it was if there was no um if there's no casting news or you know or reveal of who their character is going to be then that would be different right but we already know that Florence Pugh is Yelena okay
1: yeah and it was already said that she was going to see Hawkeye at the end of Black Widow (laughs)
0: hello like are y'all not like I don't know like I'm trying not to use any ableist words but I but the word I'm gonna say is that people are dealt some people are dumb. Yeah. Like yeah. as far as their intelligence. And I'm just like, there was no reason to harass and I said this when we were in our, our our group chat, Robert. Is like this is not the second time that people have tried to come for Florence Pugh. Like she's legitimately an actress that I really admire and I love. And she's she's super talented. She's scarily talented. Um, if anybody has ever seen Midsomar, I highly recommend it. Keep the likes on. <laughs> and have a drink and some and and have some you know weed or whatever because it's 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 she gives such an amazing performance um it's a horror movie so that should already give you a hint right there and then she could turn around and then she could play little women right and then you know what i mean like she's a very versatile yeah she's
1: doing everything
0: yeah so i don't you know so and for me as far as i'm concerned she's like you know, I'm all here for unproblematic white actresses. That girl just literally be minding her business. Um, I, I follow her on, on um, <clears throat> Instagram and she used to do like during the pandemic, the first year of 2020, um, she was in uh, seclusion with her boyfriend,
2: uh-huh. um,
0: Zach Braff, who, by the way, people were, this is why I'm saying this is not the first time that people have tried to come for her. Last year, when it was revealed that she was dating Zach Braff, like she was getting harassed harassed. They were like, oh, he's too old for you. And what are you doing? And, and I'm like, number one, this is a grown ass woman. She's 25 years old. Okay. So there's like a 10, 13. I, I think Zach Raff is like 41 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there an age gap between them? Sure. But she's not a kid. Like she's not a 17 year old that was being groomed by some 40 year old actor. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she, she's grown. Okay. She pays her own bills. She has her own house. She lives on her own. And I'm just like, why were you? And then she finally had to come out on Instagram and, and do a live and to tell people, you know, basically to fuck off. You know what I'm saying? So now yeah. I just feel like now they're kind of coming for her in a different way. And I'm just like, she's an actress. She worked hard on this show. She's trained for this show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to brag. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it sounds like there's <laughs> just like a big group of people that are just looking to harass her no matter what. That's what That's it what feels. It, sounds it like. Feels
0: like, and there, and and I gotta tell you, like like I said, she's like I've never seen her say or do anything in interviews or any public appearances that have been problematic to me. So I'm very confused. I was like, I could give you a whole list of problematic white actresses that I could <laughs> harass, yeah. okay, on Instagram. And Florence Pugh is not one of those women. You know what I'm saying?
2: Like, yeah.
0: y'all, y'all got That's me defending bad. a white woman right now. And I'm very upset over this. Like, come on, leave her alone. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah, it's a big deal. Like she's part of the MCU. Um, she, you know, in all the interviews, this is a role that she's been really excited about. And, you know, Scarlett has kind of like groomed her and mentored her because let's face it, she is going to be the de facto next black widow. Let's, let's mm-hmm. just face it. So she's definitely got a lot of reverence and respect for what Scarlett has done. And she said this in interviews that she wants to continue that legacy of having like these strong and capable women in the MCU. So yeah, my episode aired and dropped on Wednesday. Yes, bitch. I'm posted on IG. (laughs) Like like, who the hell are y'all? If you
1: don't want to know, don't look at my IG.
0: Thank you. (laughs) You know, and again, this was reported last year. We knew she was coming. You know what I mean? So it was just, yeah. I just feel bad for her. But all to say I that. I do too. Yeah, but all to say that, I love the reveal. I knew it was coming, but I was just excited to see her anyway. Um, And yeah, so I mean, she runs away. I mean, uh, you know, uh, she and Clint, once he, you know, takes off her mask or whatever, she kind of runs away. And then, you know, Kate goes up to the roof and she was, and he was like, uh, you know, you got to stay away from me because now Ish just got real because, and now they they dispatched a Black Widow assassin after me. So, my question is, does Clint know who Yelena is? Like, okay, he knows she's a Black Widow assassin, clearly, but does he know her connection to Natasha? Because I can't I, imagine... I don't think
1: he does. I don't think he does.
0: Oh my God. So you're telling me that in all these years, Natasha never told Clint about Yelena. Wow.
1: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Because you know they've kept certain secrets from each other.
0: She's all about secrets, that's true. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> that does not surprise me that she didn't say anything about Yelena.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I would just love them to just sit down at a Starbucks and just talk. I feel like, I feel
1: like it's got to come up in one of these episodes, right?
0: Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I don't know, because the thing is, we don't know. Because here's the thing, now that I'm doubling back, to the post-credit in Black Widow when Val dispatched Yelena to take out Clint. I have to, we have to ask ourselves, why? Why did Val do that? <laughs> that that's the question that we need to be asking. Why mm-hmm. do you want Clint? So you're using this girl's grief, right? Clearly, this is very manipulative. You're using this woman's, this young woman's grief for losing her sister in order to take out Clint. Why?
1: Yep, to serve some purpose for her, mm-hmm. for sure.
0: And something tells me... Okay, so let, let, let's circle back. So let's say the Rolex watch is not connected to Laura. Let's just say that that theory is out the window. What if that Rolex watch is connected to Val? Ooh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. clearly, it's like why... Like, you're sending the best assassin in the world to kill this man like Val didn't know at least to my knowledge she didn't have a relationship with Natasha like that like why are you, like why are you so pressed and why are you so bothered by I wouldn't be
1: surprised if uh Val and Natasha have had run-ins at some time that oh. wouldn't surprise me either
0: oh, oh. <gasps> wait a minute wait a
1: minute
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking in my head I'm my head my wheels in my heads are turning right now okay Let's go back to Black Widow. Remember there was a scene in Black Widow where Natasha said, "I don't know who my mother is." Remember that? Oh,
1: crap. Yeah.
0: If Val ends up being Natasha's biological mother, it's go it's about to be a situation.
1: It's funny like that that mm-hmm. that just seemed like a throwaway line, but yeah, that could actually I mean, why would they put that in there? Listen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so that would be wild. Right? So we don't know who Natasha's biological mother is. Okay. She was given to that program and then, you know, raised to be a black widow assassin. Okay. Now, okay. Post credit. So now Val is giving Yelena a a file saying, hey, I want you to take out Clint. Why? I'm I'm like, it can't be anything political. Clint doesn't really know anything. He doesn't have that much power unless it's personal. Right? Like yeah. you you actually believe unless you actually believe that Clint was responsible for Natasha's death again the question is why would you care about this girl unless you have a personal connection to her
1: That's an interesting little uh theory. I like listen, that theory.
0: Listen, I'm 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 just trying to make the connection cuz I was just like <laughs> why would you You know what I'm saying? Like Clint is like cuz the thing is Clint is a retired Avenger. Like he's yeah. like I'm not even in the game anymore. I'm not even you know, fighting that like Clint is not actually a threat to Val in any way, shape, or form. So, for you to dispatch Elena, that tells me that it's something personal. It must be something personal. And my theory, theory number three, is that Val <laughs> is Natasha's biological mother.
2: Oh,
0: so she couldn't do anything for her in her life, so she feels like at least I can avenge you in death. Right.
1: These last two episodes.
0: Whew. I'm just saying! And you know Val is somebody... There's so many questions
1: that need to be answered.
0: Yeah, and you know Val is someone who does not get her hands dirty. As we've witnessed in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, (laughs) she likes to have people do her dirty work for her. So she's already got John Walker, right, on the payroll Mm -hmm. doing, you know, black ops work for her and everything. And now... you. You know, because also the thing is in that scene with between um, Val and Yelena, we're under we're under the understanding that Val, that they have a working relationship. That, yes. That, you know what I mean? That Yelena has done stuff for Val already. So to pick like this retired Avenger who has not even picked up a bow
1: since <laughs> to, <laughs> to fight
0: against Thanos, like, why are you so pressed to kill this man? You know what I mean? So. That's- I can't believe how mm-hmm. good
1: this show is turning out to be.
0: I'm just saying like I'm going to watch Black Widow again because there there has to be a reason why. I mean aside besides the obvious reason that we were discussing about kind of giving more time to Natasha and her her uh, absence from the MCU, right? I feel like this is a good way to kind of, it's kind of like her funeral in a way, right? With the series. Right. But I feel like there's something else that they're trying to tell us. There is something else that they're trying to tell us in this Black Widow. Because as much as it's a Hawkeye show, I'm also going to call it like Black Widow 2.0. Like there's yeah. clearly something, there's a reason why they keep pulling Natasha into this show. And I think that's why. That's my theory. But let's see if it. let's see if it pans out. <laughs>
1: So good. Yeah, I can't wait (laughs) to see these last two episodes.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, so episode five and six, it'll be really interesting. Well, hopefully in the next two episodes, we're going to see, I mean, because really we haven't had, we don't know who the official big bad of the show is, right? We have the Tracksuit Mm -hmm. Mafia. I'm not going to call Maya Lopez the big bad. She's definitely not a big bad. She's just a young woman with an ax to grind, as far as I'm concerned. I'm like, you go, right? Um. But, like, we haven't had the villain. Like, every MCU property has a villain. Um, and so the fact that they have been holding off this long to reveal who the big bad is tells me that it's going to be a whopper. Now, if it ends up being Vincent D'Onofrio, I'm just going to lay the fuck down on the floor. I was about to like- say, they're
1: just like, they they just want to make the internet explode. They're just, like, holding off and holding off and yeah. holding off. And
0: Yeah.
1: Woo, that, that, when that episode drops and and we see him, that's it. <laughs>
0: Cause there's, they've certainly put enough Easter eggs in mm-hmm. episode three to point to Wilson Fisk or, or you know, to Kingpin or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, so gotta many. deliver. Yeah, you've got to deliver on that. And also because of the fact that Kevin Feige just this past week, Kevin Feige was interviewed and he did say that yes, Charlie Cox will be reprising his role as Daredevil in the MCU. Because remember, there was Netflix and F- MCU, and then you've got disney mcu right yeah. so that was one of the properties over there uh there was a question as to if these characters would be absorbed and if these same uh actors would be uh you know reclaiming these roles and so by the fact that you've uh confirmed that charlie cox could come back as daredevil there is no reason why vincent denavio cannot come back as Kingpin, is what? and you
1: know thinking. what you know where i think we're gonna see him first yeah yeah echo show
0: Uh, oh, Daredevil? uh, Yeah, because Echo
1: is a part of the Daredevil universe, too.
0: She is. Oh, okay, I can see her showing up in Daredevil. You know, my... Well, no, I
1: I think he'll show up for the first time in her... I don't know when her show is going to come out. Uh uh
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Probably probably 2022 or twenty twenty. Yeah,
1: so I feel like that might be the first time we get, like, a sneak peek of Charlie Cox in the Mm. MCU.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I... Wanted to see, like, I was kind of hoping that we could see uh Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Well, more specifically, I thought it would be cool if he showed up in Spider Man No Way Home as Peter's attorney, like, that would have been that
1: would be kind of cool, too,
0: right? Because remember, he at the end of uh Far From Home, he was arrested, or, oh, or that's he's right. right, like, now he's been revealed as Spider Man, and we already saw the trailers where he's in being questioned by the police, and I'm like. You look like you could use a lawyer.
1: Who can oh, we get? Oh, Max. So that might be it.
0: That might be the surprise. Like we're all focused on Andrew Garfield. Like, oh, is Andrew Garfield gonna come back as the other Peter Parker? And there might be a there might be a whopper of a surprise. So my theories are, I'll, I agree with you. He could show up in Echo Show. I also think he might he could potentially show up in the She-Hulk series.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. Right? I, so I think we're both right. I think you're mm-hmm. right that mm-hmm. Matt Murdock will show mm-hmm. up in spider-man movie mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. i don't think we'll see daredevil
0: Mm-mm.
1: until like the echo show
0: yeah yeah so it's it's gonna be interesting to see like and so so if charlie cox is con- uh, confirmed you could probably get vincent d'onofrio i also know that uh who's the actor who played punisher uh john Berthold.
1: oh yeah john Berthold.
0: Yeah. um he's been doing press because he's in king richard um, he plays one of the, uh, Venus and Serena's uh, tennis teachers. He, he's based on a real life character. Um, and so someone had asked him if he would be interested in reprising his role as Punisher. And I loved his answer. He was like, listen, um, I'm, he was like, I put a lot of work into playing the Punisher role. And, you know, he was just like, I, I, I would only want to come back as Punisher if it had that same serious tone as now Mm. basically he was like y'all can't disneyfy (laughs) disneyfy punisher and i agree with that and i agree with that like if you're gonna make him like it's gotta be dark and it's gotta be violent and it's gotta be but that being said i'll be honest with you i was so present i was so pleasantly surprised at how good punisher was because you know originally he's sort of like this uh hell bent on vengeance and whatever and the show did not do that. It was more about a man suffering from PTSD. I mean, there is mm-hmm. there is still that storyline of him losing as well. But this guy, like this Punisher that was on the Netflix show, he wasn't like some loose cannon. No,
1: Definitely I agree. Not. I agree. Yeah. I, li- I like the way they went with it. But I also mm-hmm. think we'll get a good taste
0: mm-hmm. of
1: how dark Marvel is willing to go with Moon Knight. Because Moon Knight, yeah. the
0: comic,
1: like, Moon Knight, the comic, at least the recent run, I'm not talking about, like, the original runs, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. the most recent runs, like, you're you're starting to deal with, like, uh, mental disorders because he's schizophrenic and stuff like that. So I'm wondering how dark they're going to go with Moon Knight.
0: Yeah, because we only got a... a cup of flash when they did that went on disney day where they did the sizzle reel of all the upcoming shows mm-hmm. so we, it looks uh, really
1: good for sure
0: yeah i mean i'm excited for moon Knight. now mind you i don't know too much about the moon knight character but i am an official card carrying member of i oscar isaac fan club okay <laughs> and that man can do no wrong okay um, yeah. if you got time please check out scenes from a marriage it's a HBO Max series that he did with Jessica Chastain. And Yeah,
1: you told it, it, me that was good.
0: I was just sitting there like I swear you didn't have to hurt my feelings like that. Like like he's so like he and Jessica are amazing together. They're so good. Um and so come to think of it I just had a thought, but we'll. But I'll let it go. With Jessica Chastain, I wouldn't be against her playing Jean Grey, but that's. I don't know what they're playing. <laughs> but they might go younger, but I could see her playing Jean Grey. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah. Also say that I'm I'm interested in this show because Oscar Isaac is a really good actor.
1: I think you'll actor. like it if they mm-hmm. go with like the most recent runs where he's. Uh, The most recent runs of Moon Knight, they have some really they've done some really interesting things with him. So I'm really excited to see where they go with it in the MCU.
0: Awesome. All right. So we've got all these theories. (laughs) We're, we're, We're two episodes. I feel bad for the next two episodes. I'm like, we've got you and I have so many expectations.
1: But please was, give us long ones they've been getting shorter and shorter give like us the 50
0: it. minute ones yes I, th- I think for episodes five and six they're gonna have to go longer like 45 minutes to an hour because there is no way i mean i shouldn't say no way it's a lot of stuff that like we're, we're gonna have to figure out who the big bad is we're gonna have to you know see how yelena and clint resolve their differences like there's and in maya how how they're gonna fit maya's vengeance against clint like. There's so much There's a that, lot. that they're going to have to accomplish in the next two episodes, but you know, I'm, I'm going to cross my fingers so <laughs> far, so far so good. I mean, cause remember a few months ago, you and I, the Hawkeye series was low on our list of like, it wasn't really. even
1: on my radar.
0: There you go. So they pleasantly <laughs> surprised me. So I was just like, so I'm gonna have to give y'all the benefit of the doubt. So y'all been doing well so far. So I would only assume that you guys will have to stick the landing. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of a certain show right now in their last season. I'm like, you guys are just like, why did you guys even do this last season? Insecure. Um, I, <laughs> oh, I, don't, no. I, don't, I like it's just. Do you watch Insecure? I don't know. Like it's just not giving me what I want
1: for the last. I, I watch it, but I'm not. Uh, I haven't watched the new season at the all. New yet. Season.
0: Yeah, it's been very. Uh, and I'm like, this is your last season. Y'all better get it together. I think they just aired episode seven. So they've got eight, Oh, 90. so they're almost done. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's a lot, and I understand that's a lot of pressure when you have the last season. You want to be true to the, true to the characters, but you also want to have a strong finish. So yeah. we'll see. We're insecure, but yeah, with Hawkeye, I'm definitely hoping that they stick the landing with this because they've got a lot to accomplish in the le- in the next two episodes. But I'm hoping that they can do it. So me too. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Mr. Young, (laughs) for joining joining me. So we will be back next week to review episode five, which hopefully will be more than 30 minutes um, of the Hawkeye series. Uh, Thank you for listening to another episode of the Spectrum Lounge. See you on the other side.